Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 217, which we're recording on Thursday, April 23rd, 2020. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we are recording remotely again because we are still under shelter in place orders. So I am actually sitting inside my closet, surrounded by yarn and sweaters and clothes, and I'm sitting on the wooden (laughs) floor, and my computer is sitting in a drawer with all of my exercise clothes. Where are you, Charlene? I am in my bedroom. I don't have an actual closet, but I do have a wardrobe, and I have the doors of the wardrobe open. I cleared off the top shelf. My computer is sitting on the top shelf, I pulled out a drawer, and my microphone is sitting in the drawer in front of me. So I have to awkwardly reach back behind <laughs> the microphone if I want to change anything on my computer. I also have headphones on. And, you know, here we are. Welcome to 2020. <laughs> <laughs> It took us an hour to start recording today because we had to try all these different scenarios with headphones and microphones, and it's crazy. Every week we try to improve our recording a little bit. So like washing your car can cause it to rain, probably when Gail and I find the perfect sounding situation is when we will finally get released from shelter in place. (laughs) Then I hope this is the perfect recording situation. (laughs) All right. So what are you wearing? Well, I just took it off because I'm getting warm here, sitting, trying to figure out all these recording scenarios. But I have been wearing all week my Divi Poncho, which is very exciting because I finished this one long ago and it's one of those knit pieces that every time I see it sitting in my box I say oh why don't I wear that more often that would be the perfect piece to wear for this or for that but for some reason I forget about it a lot so I haven't been wearing it since I made it as much as I should but I really enjoy it so I've had a good time wearing it this week. And it's been the perfect piece to throw over a t-shirt when I sit on the back deck working in my outdoor office. (laughs) How about you, Gail? What are you wearing? Likewise, I'm not wearing a sweater right now, but I just took a selfie picture of my shawls are in one of those hangers that lays flush against the wall and has round circles that you can pull things through and it's over my head right now. So I'm kind of wearing like (laughs) 10 different shawls over my head right now. So I count that as what is I'm wearing, what I am wearing. So I took a picture because I probably look really silly. (laughs) All right. So what have you been stocking? I have been stocking a few things, thankfully. Stocking is a little bit of a lifeline right now as we're all going a little bit crazy at home. I don't know if you can hear my computer clicking, Gail, but I just clicked over to a shawl on Ravelry and it is called the Moon Cat Shawl and it is by a designer named Kelly McClure. Now, if you recognize that name, it's because Kelly McClure 
is mm-hmm. the designer of the virally popular sockhead slouch hat and the sockhead cowl. And the moon cat shawl is also a forever free pattern from Kelly McClure. So I think this one will probably be destined to become very popular as well. It's a crescent-shaped three-color shawl. It's a really good size because it's not so small. It's not like a shawlette size. And it's not super, super huge, even though it has three skeins. It looks like a good in-betweenish size for a three skein shawl and there's stockinette there's some striping there's a little bit of lace there's kind of something for everyone and again it's one of those shawls that's perfect for single skeins because all you have to do is pick three coordinating skeins or um, you could do it in one color you could probably do it in leftovers as well like any other project But the fact that it's, the pattern page says that it's good for beginners and that it's TV knitting for more advanced knitters. So I think we'll see this one a lot. Well, and this is funny. So I pulled up my phone to look at the the pattern. And the first thing that comes up is Cat Butt Coasters by Moon Kingdom Crafts. (laughs) They're actually really funny. (laughs) Is Moon Cat one word? It is. Okay, I'm going to try my search again, but that was very funny. (laughs) And then the second thing I am stocking is another shawl. This one is by designer Casapinka. And if you've heard that name before, that's because Gail and I have mentioned her patterns several times. I recently knit, well, I guess it was last year, she had the Magical Thinking shawl. That was her offering for local yarn store day. It was a free pattern that she offered for local yarn store day. So this year, local yarn store day is supposed to be the last, I believe, Saturday in April. So that's actually the Saturday coming up as we record. And I believe it's TNNA who sponsors local yarn store day. But the day itself has been rescheduled for October since most small yarn businesses are closed right now because of the COVID-19 pandemic. But Casapinka is still offering a free pattern through local yarn stores this weekend. And it's this weekend only if you purchase yarn from a local yarn store several local yarn stores who are working with Casapinka are offering the pattern and it's called Breathe and Hope. It is a two color shawl, a two skein asymmetric shawl and it looks really fun to knit. Another one that has several of her stitches. A lot of her patterns just have different sections and you you do one stitch for a little while and then another stitch for a little while and you never get bored. Really fun to make. And I'm looking forward to knitting this one as well. So that is Breathe and Hope by Casapinka. And then the third pattern 
is a little different. It's a crochet circular yoke pullover that is so cute. It's called Kawoon and it's by Elena Fedotova. And I think I have stocked her patterns before. I can't remember exactly what I was stocking by her, but the names is very familiar to me. And this circular yoke crochet pullover has stripes in the circular yoke and it just looks really cute. It could be knit as a gradient or it could be knit as a, I was picturing it as a rainbow because if you've crocheted, let's see, I don't know what stitch she uses, but it's a fairly tall stitch and so it just goes around and around the yoke and I think it would look really cute as a rainbow too. So that is Kawoon by Elena Fedotova. What are you stocking, Gail? I also have been stocking several things thanks to our casual blanket along, which we are, ah, there's a chatter yes. thread in the Ravelry group. Yes, lots of pretty blankets being knit and crocheted right now. I've been stocking blankets because Max is supposed to be going away for college in the fall and that's still up in the air whether he's actually going to be attending or they will be remote classes, but I'm going to make him a blanket for when he does go to college. So that's he and awesome. I are going to be looking at, so I'm stocking things, but I haven't sat down with him to stock. So all my stocking is just for fun, but I've been looking at lots of blankets I've also, speaking of my children, Alex has requested a sweater. I think I've mentioned that before. She's actually, she gives me no end of grief about how I've knit everyone a sweater but her. So <laughs> I've been stocking sweaters for her. And she, yes, I hear about this regularly. So she and I did a Zoom meeting where I shared my screen with her the other day and looked at different patterns. And she fell in love with a pattern by La Maison Rilili called La Scarabe Blue, which is the blue beetle. And this is a sweater that I've really liked in the past. It's a DK weight, open front cardigan, oversized, kind of similar to the blue sands, but not exactly like it. And it has the top portion in one color, and then there's a contrast color that goes just like in a little thin strip, and then a second main color that's kind of the skirt of it that could, because there are pleats. So it kind of flares out a little bit from the top portion of the sweater. And it's really, really cute. And then the sleeves are striped in the three colors. And Alex really loved it as soon as she saw it. And it, if I didn't mention, it's a DK weight sweater, which is why I had initially decided I liked it, but probably wouldn't knit it because that's a lot of yarn that I didn't have in stash. Right. And she said, oh, I love it. And I could do it in the same color as Olivia's We Malia. And we went off on color tangents and <laughs> we decided on a color palette and the whole thing. Nice. And then I said, oh, well, maybe I'll knit one for myself, too. And she just was so excited about the idea of us having matchy, matchy sweaters. And then, of course, I'd have to knit something coordinating for Olivia. And it's this whole thing now. So. La Scarabée Blue by La Maison Rilili is the sweater I will knit for Alex and probably myself. And then if anyone has ideas for a similar looking sweater 
in a toddler size, please let me know because that would be for Olivia. So I have an idea for Mother's Day. You get your mom some coordinating yarn so that she can make herself something to go along with it as well. <laughs> oh my gosh, four generations. That would be cool. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. I don't think my mom, my mom might knit a sweater in the time it took me to knit three if she really focused, but I don't think she has the interest in knitting something that's that long term for her. So yeah, yeah, she'd probably I end understand. up trying to talk me into knitting it for her too. And I don't want to do four <laughs> matching sweaters. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. Uh, two other things I've been stocking as a result of our Saturday Yarniac's Zoom meetings, which are ongoing for the near future, you know, indeterminate a length of time. So if you're interested in joining us, it's Saturdays, one o'clock p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. So one o'clock in the afternoon, Santa Cruz time. And there's a thread for it in the Ravelry group. And at the top of the thread is the information on how to join the meeting. So anytime you want to join in, we've had super fun Saturday get-togethers with people from literally all around the world. So last week we had someone from Glasgow, Scotland. We had someone from Saudi Arabia. We had someone from Norway. We had people from all around the States. We had someone from Ontario, Canada, and I'm sure there's others I'm forgetting. So it's really anyone from anywhere. It's really fun. And last week or the week before, Arely from Saudi Arabia, who is originally from Scotland, so there's a lot of traveling, she knit Dutch rabbits, these little teeny tiny soft rabbits for her little ones for Easter, and they were so adorable. So I instantly went off to stock that pattern. It's by Rachel Burrell Carroll, and the pattern is $3.50, I think, and Arely said that they're really easy to knit. They are knit in the round, but she actually knit them flat and seamed them, which I think sounds a lot less fiddly. So I will probably be making some of those for Olivia. And then another person who was at one of the Zoom get-togethers was Inga Semmingsen from Norway, and she was wearing one of her own designs. It was a colorwork yoke sweater, and in the yoke were hummingbirds, and it was so cute. Oh my so gosh, I love it. So we were all enjoying it. her sweater. Wasn't it pretty? So pretty. It was so pretty. And thank you, Inga, because she gifted it to me. Did she gift it to you as well? She did. Yeah. So that sweater will be in my future. It's a fingering weight. And I was showing it to my kids immediately after the Zoom. I said, look how pretty this is. She was just in the meeting, blah, blah, blah. And I said, now I have to go pick colors of yarn. And Josie looked at me and she said, who are you kidding? You know, you're going to knit it in pink. <laughs> so, <laughs> Love it. The, the name of that sweater is in Norwegian, so I hope I pronounce it correctly. It's Botanisk Haig. So, of course, we'll have a link to that in the show notes. And I hope you all go out and check it out because it's adorable. And she has some other really pretty colorwork yoke sweaters as well. So that's by Inga Semmingsen. And that's what I've been stocking. What have you been knitting? A couple things. I have been knitting my blueprint sweater. That is a pattern by Joan Forgione, and it is a boxy-shaped pullover with a front lace 
inset pattern down the front of the sweater. And I've been knitting on this one a lot since we last recorded because it's fairly simple and it's a construction that I'm very familiar with. It was very easy to get past the armholes. It's drop shoulder, so it wasn't very complicated to join the fronts and the back and then knit down the body tube. And I've actually finished the body tube and I need to tonight pick up around the edges for the sleeves and then knit the sleeves. And then I'm done because I've also already put the collar on because I put the collar on so that I could try it on to check about the length. So that one, just the sleeves and then I'll be done with it. Yay. Let's see. Yeah, I, I really like it. I love the yarn. It's turning out a little bit bigger than I thought it would. But I'm going to I'm going to continue. I mean, it's a big boxy sweater, so it's oversized intentionally, but it's just a little more oversized than I thought it would. I haven't actually measured it to see if it's bigger than other sweaters that I have, but I'm I know that it's boxy and I know I'll wear it anyway. I'm going to continue on with it and toss it in the dryer after I wash it and see what happens. I have a feeling that that will snug it up just enough to make it fine. So I'm not too worried about that. That one is called Blueprint. And then I have restarted my Land of Sweets cowl, which is a pattern by Helen Stewart. I've only knit, let's see, one. I'm on the third section of that. So the way that I have picked it up to re-knit it is... I'm going to try this out and see if I like it. I'm still knitting the cowl in the one main yarn, but I'm going to try alternating in different colors of mohair for the stripes and see if I like that. It's kind of an experimental piece. We'll see. If I don't like it, I'll pull it out again. <laughs> and like I said, it's not. there's not anything wrong with the yarn or the pattern. Both are... Both are great, but I'm just kind of experimenting and playing around with it and seeing what I like and what I don't like. So that is Land of Sweets by Helen Stewart. What are you knitting, Gail? In my lap that I'm actually not knitting on right now is the Felix Pullover. So I talked about this in our last episode. It is by Amy Christophers, and it was very popular, is still very popular. There is also a cardigan version of the sweater, and the pullover version is knit with either Aran or Bulky Weight, but I am holding DK Weight yarn from Western Sky Knits, that's a Polworth silk blend, holding that doubled with Rowan Kid Silk Haze in these beautiful like peacock teal colors that are just gorgeous together, and I had four skeins of the Kitsil K's, two darker and two lighter in the same colorway. So what I did is I, it's a top-down raglan-shaped sweater. Once I got to the underarms, I picked up for the first sleeve using the lighter color. I'm using the darker color in the body, lighter colors on the sleeves. Oh, cool. And 
I decided I want, yeah, to, to make sure that, you know, it didn't look striped. Right. If I, you know, with different, different shades in that color way a lot. So I decided that I wanted to start on a sleeve, use the light colored ones first, and I'm almost done with the first sleeve. And then I will just decide if I want to do the second sleeve because it knit up very quickly or if I'll keep going on the body. But as I was knitting on the sleeve last night, I was fantasy knitting the body in my head, <laughs> trying to decide, mm -hmm. well, it's a crop sweater. So do I want to do it cropped or maybe I'll split it like high up and do it a little longer in the back. And I don't know. I'm, I don't know what I'll end up doing with the body. I'm kind of playing with it in my head right now. And I think I'll have plenty of yarn to knit it longer than the cropped version. So we'll see where that goes. But that's the Felix Pullover by Amy Christophers. I also still have the Throw Over by Andrea Mowry on my needles. The only attention that has received <laughs> has been two rounds of knitting, which I did just so that I could get the needles that I used for the collar. <laughs> I needed them for something else. <laughs> so oh, I yeah. just knit two rounds to get the small, the smaller needles free. So it hasn't had much love, but just picking it up for those two rounds made me want to knit it again. Yeah. And I'm also still working on my sock yarn memory blanket. I've done a whole two squares in the last <laughs> three or four weeks. So I'm not making much progress on that, but it is still on the what am I knitting list. So those are the three things I've been knitting. Can I offer you a free thing? As there is obviously no shortage of overwhelm at the moment, I'd like to try to make your day just a little bit sweeter. Here are the latest free offerings from Infinite Twist. Number one is the Giant Gradient Bias Scarf Pattern. It's designed in squishy, meditative, don't have to think about it garter stitch. This bias knit scarf is perfect for new knitters, travel, or social knitting, or anyone who wants to just sit back and let the yarn do the work. It's available as a free download on Ravelry. The second is the Floating Ribs Bias Shawl, an elongated heart-shaped shawl with interlacing brioche ribs in a great size for multi-season wear. Scrunch it up and wear it as an oversized winter scarf, or wear it around your shoulders as a transitional layer for fall and spring. Also available as a free download on Ravelry. Third, Kate's Yarn Stars. Create colorful stars to bring rays of joy to any space using popsicle sticks and scrap yarn. Available as a free PDF download in the Infinite Twist shop. If you find yourself in need of some hand-dyed goodness, I, I hope you'll think of Infinite Twist. Stay safe, stay home, stay well. Thank you to Infinite Twist for being our sponsor this month. Yeah, thanks, Kate. She had in her newsletter this week and last week, this week she had this really cool bunting you could make if you have small children at home who like to do finger painting and things like that. That was really cool. And the week before that, she did the first in a color series. It's a free downloadable PDF that teaches people like me who struggle with this the difference between color shades hues tints and there was one more that now I can't remember and it just explained it really well in like a two-page pdf with pictures and everything so thank you for those Kate they were I really enjoyed them awesome so what have you finished Charlene 
Okay, I've actually finished a couple of my projects that I have been working on. The first one finished in a different way than I had originally hoped. It's my DAW pullover sweater. The pattern is by Amy Miller. I decided to rip this one. So I officially ripped it and the yarn is back. It's wound, wound back into skeins and I decided to wait and knit this one another time, maybe out of different yarn. It just, this sweater just didn't inspire me as I got closer to finishing the back. You know, I look at the pictures and there's nothing wrong with the sweater. I still think it's cute and maybe I will try it again in the future in a different yarn. I think it just needs maybe a more exciting yarn. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, okay. yeah, honestly, it filled the need when I needed something to knit. If you'll remember when I started it, I was having a really hard time deciding what to start and what to knit. And I also had a really hard time choosing between three colors of the yarn that I used. I had three different colors of the whole Scarn Coast. And I couldn't figure out which color. I couldn't figure out what sweater. So I don't know. Maybe I just picked something because I needed needed to have something to knit. And when it all came together, it wasn't the perfect yarn for the sweater. So that one has been officially ripped. So I'm glad you realized that you didn't you weren't enjoying the yarn and pattern combo before you finished it. So at least you saved some of it. Work. Yeah, exactly. And the yarn came out perfectly. It's going to be fine to knit into a diff into a different sweater. In fact, I was really surprised because when I pulled it out, it wasn't even really kinked. So I don't even think I need to wash it to get the kinkiness out of it that usually happens when you wow. pull a sweater out. Yeah. So it made me feel like it was the right thing to do. <laughs> but the second thing I have finished is my Bits and Bobs blanket. Yay, I'm so excited about this one. Yay! Because I have been working on it for not too long. I think I started it right before Stitches West because this was to be my project to work on while Gail and I were at the Stitches West event, and then it was to be my retreat knitting. So since our retreat was canceled due to the pandemic, I decided I was just going to knit the blanket as often as I wanted to while I was at home. It was my comfort knitting for many weeks, and it was awesome comfort knitting, let me say, because it was very easy knitting. Loved it. And the last week or so I have been doing I think last time I talked about it you heard me talk about the I-cord edging along all four edges of the blanket that you pick up and knit after you have finished the blanket and I was doing the I-cord edging while I was doing zoom calls or zoom get-togethers with friends so it was a simple knitting while I was focusing on friends and I feel like even though I knit the project at a rather trying time 
now I have some nice associations with it because I finished it while I was knitting with friends online. And I love the blanket. It's really cool. I love the way it came out. Yay! I'm really excited to have a blanket for myself because I... I don't think I have a blanket that I've kept. All of the blankets I've given away, all of the blankets that I've made in the past, I've given away. So this is a, a nice thing for me to have. The funny thing is that... That's good. I love my blankets. Yeah, I do too. And the funny thing is that Boo really likes it too. He keeps sitting on it. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully he's not going to try to claim it for his own. <laughs> Well, remember, my log cabin blanket is now Lucy's blanket. So I happens, do remember that. I have thought of that, Gail. Yes. <laughs> so the third thing that I have finished is my goldfish memory shawl. It's a, actually, it's a stole. It's rectangular, not quite rectangular. What did we say it was? What shape is it? A parallelogram? It's like a I rectangle. And if you pushed it off to lean towards one side, I think that's a parallelogram. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So the goldfish memory is a three skein. I'll call it a stole since it's more rectangular. And I have to say, I love, love, love this one. You heard me speak a little bit about Casa Pinka designs in the beginning of the podcast. And most of her designs are just where you have different stitch patterns for different areas of the shawl. So you keep going with the, with the same increase, decrease type of ratio. So this one is, you keep the same number of stitches for the whole project, but the stitch patterns change as you go and you change the three colors back and forth. And I used three yarns that I just absolutely loved which really helped because it made it fun that I was finally using these single skeins that I had in my stash for some of them quite a while. One of them was a Miss Babs yarn that I had bought. Let's see. Ravelry tells me that I had bought this yarn, this single skein at Stitches West in 2014. Wow. Yeah. So how cool is that? And then... The Wooly mm -hmm. Wonka fiber yarn I had bought at Stitches West in 2017. And the Candy Skein yarn, I think I bought that last year. So some old stash all the way up to some recent acquisitions. And they were all three of the colors that I just love. So I don't have photos of that one on Ravelry yet, but I will try to get some up soon. It's not a very inspiring time for photographs for me right now. I'm struggling with that right now as we shelter in place. Yeah, we usually yeah. go take them. Yeah, we usually go take them someplace cool. So yeah, exactly. Right exactly. So those are the things I have finished. What have you finished, Gail? Well, the big finish. I finished Josie's Blue Sands Cardigan by oh, Lamy Sandy which is fabulous yes she loves it it's been blocked she's wearing it and she loves it so that was a huge success I'm very happy with it loved the yarn loved the pattern second time I've knit it and 
just have so many good things to say about it. I'm thrilled, very thrilled that it's done also because now I get to do selfish, self-indulgent knitting again, which I've missed <laughs> greatly. I also finished a hat. I did another CC copycat beanie by Emily Ingrid, and that was for Alex's aunt in Spokane. So oddly, same exact yarn as the one I knit for Alex a couple weeks ago. So I used Madeline Tosh Vintage in the Onyx colorway because they both wanted black ponytail hats. Same yarn, same size needles, and the second one is bigger than the first. Oh. I'm baffled. I have no idea why. So I put that in the dryer and tried to shrink it up a little bit. And Alex said, well, she and I will both try them both on. And whichever fits each of us best, that's the one we'll keep. So there you go. Another gift that's been knit and sent. It went off in the mail yesterday. And Alex has been wearing hers quite often. So from my daughter, who's 26 and would never wear hats, is now a hat wearer. So yay, I will have someone else to knit hats for. (laughs) And a report on a recent finished object, the fairy dust cardigan, which I knit for Olivia for Easter, that I was kind of concerned wasn't going to fit her for very long. Well, let me tell you, it is so big on her. (laughs) (laughs) They, they FaceTimed me when they got the box and I said, okay, I want to see if it's going to fit her. It's enormous on her. I have no idea what I did. I knew that I picked a larger size than she is now. And I yeah. also knit it in worsted instead of deep. I think it's a sport weight pattern. So I knew it was going to be bigger, but I still didn't think she's a pretty big kid. I mean, she's 15 months old and wearing three T clothes. So she's tall and she's big. And I still didn't think that the sweater was going to be that big on her, but we've decided <laughs> that this might be her Easter sweater for when she's four years old. <laughs> so. That's it's okay. going to get some longevity, I'm telling you. That's okay. That's the yeah, beauty we were about of it. making kids or making kids clothes a little bit large is that they will wear them someday. <laughs> she will someday. <laughs> but she still wears the Wee Malia sweater all the time. So that fits her still right now very well. And she'll get a lot of wear out of that too. So that was just an update on a recent FO. <laughs> So that's what I've finished. Lots of the big finish is the blue sands. I'm so happy to be done with that. Yay. So we have something timely to talk about this time, don't we? Yeah. We just wanted to talk a little bit again about sheltering in place and keeping it real and kind of the effects on mental health and just... Yeah, I guess keeping it real is really what (laughs) it's all about, because both Gail and I have been seeing on social media that there's an awful lot about how to, how to quote unquote, do sheltering in place right, and how to do isolation the right way. And there's an awful lot of, we laugh, there's an awful lot of perfectly baked bread out there and perfectly homeschooled kids. And even though I have baked some bread, I just want to remind everyone that that's not the way it looks for all of us. 
Can I just say, I call BS on all of that. <laughs> yes. I think that's like the people who, yeah, who are on Instagram, who take like the perfect picture of the perfect moment in their life, but the other 23 hours and 59 minutes of the day are utter chaos. Yeah. Or not even utter chaos. I think it's, that, yeah. It's just that for some of us, our household includes essential workers or other pe people that have to go out for some reason. So we can't wrap ourselves in a cocoon and be spending that perfect time at home. If it, For some of us, a lot of time is spent, like if we, I, we do have some people that have to continue working in my household and consequently as a support person at home, I have to spend a lot of time washing, for example, sanitizing. And there's one of the side effects is there's a lot of extra laundry. I've never heard anybody talk about that. But part of the guidelines that I have seen is depending on perhaps where you are or what kind of essential worker you are, you remove your clothing before you come into a shared household and things have to be washed right away. So side effect, there's a lot of extra laundry to do. <laughs> and I'm glad that you're able to focus on laundry because I'm telling you, I'm having the hardest time focusing on things in general because I've always worked from, not always, but I've worked from home for years. So my daily life hasn't changed in a big way, but all of the influences of news and everybody talking about the pandemic all the time and all those things, it has mentally affected me and my ability to focus. And my production levels are down from where they would normally be for work, for knitting, for most things. The only thing that's gone up is I have been baking with the kids a lot, but mm -hmm. we're not baking bread. We're baking all the high calorie, like we've perfected a chocolate mousse cake. We've been, <laughs> we've been <laughs> making all sorts of things that we would normally not be eating and making. So that's kind of chaotic too. But have you had any trouble focusing in general? Yes. And I have heard lots of people saying the same thing, that they just feel scattered mm -hmm. and they're having trouble doing the things that they usually do. And in terms of mental health, I think that's probably a normal response. That's a human response to our situation where we're facing such an unknown future in terms of health and in terms of economy and in terms of society in general. We don't know what the next several months is going to look like. Or even the next year. Yeah, it's yeah. the unknown. And the combination of unknown and so many people speculating in so many different ways has been really, really hard for me. Because for those of you who are listening who are in the United States, our news reporting is not like it used to be in the past. Our news, no matter what channel you try to tune into, is very biased. And it's very difficult to get 
an accurate sense of the medical emergencies that are going on right now because everything's biased with political stuff. So it's very difficult to just find out the facts of things that are happening that aren't someone's opinion or the opinion of a science fiction writer who's trying to give you an informative blog post. I mean, it's just kind of crazy. So I've found that the amount of speculation stresses me out more than the news, which I don't trust the news anyway. <laughs> so yeah. the yeah. unknown factor is one of the biggest issues for me right now. Yeah. And there's no no place you can go to that's trustworthy to get in the information you want. So right. that's stressful. Right. And also so many households have lost jobs, have lost income. So mm -hmm. many households are facing potential job loss as the economy continues to struggle and will struggle for who knows how long. This is probably going to touch us for years and years to come. But I'm not working at a job that well, I, the yarn store is closed, of course, so I don't have the option of working there. One of my kids has lost his job. Another one has a, a small job, part-time job, as but he's an essential worker, so he continues to work. But a lot of us don't have the option because our future is unknown. So, for example, there's a lot of yarn sales happening right now, but... I've clamped down on that because I don't know what the future holds for my family's financial situation right now. So I can't go out and purchase a bunch of sale yarn as much as I would love to help support independent yarn dyers at this time because I know that their families are also relying on them to make an income. So it's really difficult because there's just so much loss for everyone at this time. So, and just to follow up on that whole, to follow up on the whole economic part of it is I think another, I don't want this to come out the wrong way. I want to support as many local businesses as I can and I do as much as I can. But there's also, I think, an expectation that people will do that. And for many, many millions of people who are having a huge financial impact from this, I don't want those people to feel obligated or guilty. That's, that's where my heart goes instantly. It's like, I can't afford right now to buy this thing that would help this local business. So I feel bad about that because I want to support the local business. So I think there's a lot of that in social media, especially right now. Yeah, and there is. I've made the decision that I'm, yeah, I'm just not going to be on social media right now because between the speculation of things and these weird pressures that I'm personally feeling that I can't do anything about necessarily. So it's not doing me any good to subject myself to them. I hope that's coming out the right way. I want to help all the people I can, but I'm not in a position to help all the people that I can. Understood. So yeah. I can only do the best I can and I don't want to feel guilty for the things I can't do. That's that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. And then the the other scenario, too, is that there are so many households where 
there are people that are sick. Somebody is caring for a sick person. Yeah. You yourself may be sick or have been sick. There are households that are so affected by this. There's the loss of yeah. formal family gatherings for support, the loss of family support in general. We actually did have a death in my family this week. It was not COVID-19 related, but the effects of it are affecting us and the fact that we cannot have a family get-together at this time. Yeah, we had a very close friend pass away this week, and the same thing, There's, you can't get together with your friends and your family and your loved ones in the way that you used to just a few months ago. So I don't want to belabor the sad parts of this. You know, there are also some happier things I wanted to mention, but we do want to acknowledge everybody who's listening, who is financially having financial hardships, who is having, who's been affected so personally by everything that's happening with this pandemic. I was lucky that the loved one I lost, it wasn't due to COVID-19 either, but there are so many other illnesses going on that you can't respond to the same way that you would normally because of the pandemic. And so my heart just goes out to every one of you who are dealing with things like that. And, you know, anything we can do to help in the RNEX group or our Zoom meetings, you know, please join in and find some camaraderie and people who will talk about knitting. We try not to talk about this stuff when we're in our Zoom meetings. I'm very, very, I think, obvious about putting things back onto knitting when they derail. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully it can be an outlet if you're looking for some kind of human companionship right now. And again, I want to thank every single essential worker, the healthcare workers, that those of you out there who are I can't imagine what it must be like and then you're doing it every day and the other essential workers who are delivering packages and and working in supermarkets and all that there are so many people that are putting themselves at risk every day as an essential worker and thank you all every single one of you who's doing that. Yeah, and I think the important thing to remember is that in terms of mental health this affects everybody differently. Your isolation or shelter-in-place experience is your own. You have to handle it the way that makes sense for you and your family. Don't compare. Don't compare. Your, mm -hmm. your experience will be different from others. And just get through it the best you can. Stay sane and reach out to other people as necessary. Gail had some great ideas for reaching out. Do you want to mention those? Yeah. And you, like you just said, it's different for everybody. And also be kind to yourself right now and be kind to others because everybody's struggling and treat yourself like your own best friend. Don't be too hard on yourself right now. Just be as kind to yourself as you can be. But some of the things that are helping me right now, exercise is a big one. And I'm so sorry for any of you who are in a place where you can't exercise. If you're in a city or area where you're literally stuck in your small apartment or something, I'm very sorry. I, 
you know, if you can get outside, try because it really does make a difference to your mental health. And if you are stuck inside, there are a lot of streaming options that are free right now during the pandemic. One that I tried is Down Dog. It's a yoga app on the phone and it's really good. You can select your type of yoga practice, your duration, your level of difficulty. Uh, you can add boosts for different body parts. It's really, really a good app and it's free at least until the end of April, maybe even longer now. Really like that one. There are also lots of different YouTube channels for all different kinds of yoga and meditation and uh, different forms of exercise and things like that. So if you are stuck at home, hopefully you can access one of those types of things to keep yourself a little less stir crazy. Uh, meditation, a lot of people have turned to meditation right now and a lot of people are talking about it. I did mention on a recent episode the Coursera course, The Science of Well-Being, which I'm now on week three of, and I highly recommend that as well. There are some, they call them rewiring exercises that are, you know, practice this for a week and see how it makes you feel. And I highly recommend it. I think that anyone could benefit from doing that as well. It's not meditation specific. It sounded, I made it sound like it was related, but it's just different things you can do to live a happier life. And chatting, of course, with family and friends right now, just pick up the phone even. I mean, I became kind of phone phobic since texting happened, but just picking up the phone and talking to people I don't talk to anymore has been a nice thing to do. And of course, reading, you know, if audiobooks, ebooks, real books. If you can't get your hand on a real book right now, there are ebooks that you can download to almost any device and libraries are free and libraries right now are really trying to help people get access to electronic resources. So definitely check out your local libraries because they want to help. So those are just some of the things I was thinking about. Great. Thank you. Yeah, hopefully those help some people. And please, in the chat thread for this episode, if you have any ideas that we haven't shared, because I'm sure there are many more ideas, please yeah. do share them in the thread so that other people can try them out. Excellent. Thank you. So now let's end it with a check-in on the self-indulgent knit-along. So if you hadn't heard, we are extending it. And I have a few things I wanted to mention, and I know Charlene has one, and then we have a prize. So do you want to go first? Sure. I saw a shawl this week that I really liked, and it is knit by, actually, that's the one of the things I really liked about it. It's crocheted by Walsh Central on Ravelry, and it is the Magical Tweed Shawl. And it's a triangular shawl, and I love the idea of the crochet shawl. I just think that's so cool because like I said, when I'm stocking all these crochet patterns, I love the fact that there is so much more that you can do with crochet these days than just granny squares. <laughs> On the, our last Zoom meeting, did you see, oh, is it Kaylee? Now I can't remember your name, who joined us from Scotland, held up her sweater that was crochet. Yeah. Her yeah, color work that, sweater. That was very cool. Amazing. Very, very cool. Yes. Yeah. And so 
this shawl is called the magical shawl and it's a triangular shawl it looks like any triangular shawl but it's got stripes in there and it's got a little bit of patterning from the stitches that show up it's really cute and I love the colors that she used there's silver and gold or maybe it's gray and gold and a neutral tone and it looks beautiful it looks like it would wear with anything it's kind of colors that I would wear so of course I love this one <laughs> So that was great. So again, that's the Magical Tweed Shawl, and I saw it in the finished object thread in our Ravelry group. Oh, one of my favorites was Pink Stripes. So of course I'm going to love it, right? Pink <laughs> right off the bat. It was by, <laughs> predictable, it was by Casey Lady, and it's the Latitude Pullover by Elizabeth Doherty. And I loved her description. She said she has a fruit salad body because she's an apple and a pear so she wanted to show how this sweater looks so good on other people with a fruit salad type body and it looks beautiful on her i saw the description of fruit salad i thought that was so funny and cute <laughs> is that funny another this was several finished objects that she posted it was pamelin who is night magi and she did a felix cardi she did an Ellery, which was fluffy and pink. She did rainbow socks, and she did a mountain mist pullover in Gilead yarn, which is a yarn that is a non-superwash yarn from France that is beautiful. I knit a hat with the Gilead, um, the worsted, and I have some of their fingering and stash, so it was just a beautiful sweater. And honorable mention for Robbie, Foxy Sweater Gal, our moderator, she finished her Kaylee, which is by Julia Farwell Clay, and she's famous because she is in the Green Mountain Spinnery newsletter and blog because she used their yarn, and they featured her, and she also made the coolest fabric pockets inside her Kaylee sweater. So congratulations, Robbie, for being famous. <laughs> Very cool. And for a prize, our listener, Deborah, who is Goldie Girl, she's awesome. We've met her in real life. She is donating $30 for one of our Yarniacs sponsors. So the winner gets to pick which of our show sponsors they would like a $30 gift certificate for, which is a very cool prize. Thank you very much, Deborah. Very And cool. I used random number generator, all the FOs, and this was hysterical. The first one that it pulled up was Kendra, Kend Knitter, who won last episode, who was the one you and I both loved her Soldatna crop. Oh. But unfortunately, Kendra, you can only win once. But I could not believe it when it pulled her name up. I was like, oh my gosh, the whole universe loves her. So sorry, Kendra. The next, the next one I did, uh, random number generator was 117, and that's Sudsy Jellyfish Lou. They knit a Chromaria, I think is the name of it, sweater by Andrea Rangel. It was their second sweater ever, and it looks fabulous on them. Very, very pretty sweater. So congratulations, Lou. You get to pick one of our show sponsors, and Deborah will get you a gift certificate. So go Excellent. ahead and contact me. Gailey Whaley on Ravelry and I will get you guys hooked up. So congratulations again, Lou. And thank you everybody who's keep who keeps posting their 
FOs and we'll just keep picking until the knit along ends. Yay. And thank you everyone for Yay. sticking with us today. For some reason, I've noticed the internet is giving Gail and I a little bit of a delay. So if you heard us talking over each other occasionally, that is why. Sometimes that happens, sometimes it doesn't. Thank you for sticking with us and happy knitting and go wash your hands. <laughs> happy knitting, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniax Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniax or on Instagram at Yarniax and at Gailey Whaley.